0: Welcome to the God Solution where we discuss answers to humanity's questions about God and God's answers for humanity's questions. I'm Nate Herbst and I'm excited that you're tuned in this morning. Well, I hope you had an incredible 4th of July. It was exciting to have fireworks back in Durango after not having them here last year. So it was exciting. My kids loved it. We had a great time watching the fireworks. I hope you did as well. I always like to talk about the issue of freedom on the 4th of July because it's on all of our minds and it's something that is central to the human experience. The longing for freedom is something that all human beings long for. And as we celebrate freedom here in our country, we are really celebrating something that all human beings desire. We desire freedom politically, but I think more than that, we also desire freedom internally, from so many different internal issues. And so many of us have yearned for freedom. Some of us have experienced that in a true and real sense. Others have not. Wherever you're at, I think you'll get a lot out of today's show about freedom. Well as we start, I also have to recognize that there is a movement towards freedom and a desire for freedom that is spurring on that movement going on around the world even today. You probably heard last week in the news about the continuation of the Arab Spring, I guess the version 2.0 of that event or of that process, and Egypt overthrew its somewhat of a dictator, I guess you'd call him, and has replaced him with who knows what. I hope and pray that the people of Egypt find the freedom that they are searching for. And I hope and pray that God would protect them from any further violence and any further atrocities, and would give them somebody that would rule that nation with honesty and integrity, and that would allow all people in that nation to have a voice and to not be disparaged or fought against because of their beliefs. I pray that all people in that country would have freedom, no matter their perspectives. Freedom is a universal longing, and we're seeing people all around the world that are yearning for true freedom, for the freedom that we enjoy and celebrate here in this country. I've lived all over the world, and I have never seen another country that has anywhere near the freedom that we have in ours. Again, in the news recently, we've seen how the government is spying on a lot of our different communications and things like that. And the reason that is so shocking and even appalling to a lot of Americans is because we cherish and treasure our freedom so much. And in this country, in spite of any recent leaks of snooping, we still have more freedom than anybody in the world. And it's something that we should celebrate. And it's something that we should rejoice in. So I hope you had a great 4th of July and I hope you're enjoying the freedom that you have as an American. That freedom didn't come at a small price. Thomas Jefferson said, how little do my countrymen know what precious blessings they are in possession of and which no other people on earth enjoy. We are so quick to forget all it costs to provide the freedom that we enjoy today. It isn't free. There have been more than one million U.S. soldiers that have died over the course of our country's history to give us the freedom that we have today. Over one million lives have been laid down. For the freedom that we celebrate today, that's something that should not be taken lightly and that's something that should not be forgotten. Our soldiers fought and died to achieve our national freedom in the Revolutionary War. There were about 25,000 casualties in that war. Our soldiers fought and died to achieve freedom for all Americans in the Civil War. There were about 623,000 casualties, if I'm not mistaken, in that battle or in that war. Our soldiers fought and died to achieve international freedom in the world wars, over 500,000 casualties in those two world wars. Our soldiers are fighting and dying in modern conflicts to protect our freedoms and achieve those for others as well, even today. Our soldiers have given up so much to protect us and to give us the freedom that we enjoy here in this country. Thank you, all of you who are serving in the armed forces to protect our freedom, and thank you, all of you that are listening, that have served in the armed forces to protect our freedom. We would not be the country that we are today if it weren't for you. So thank you. Everything we celebrate this week, everything that the 4th of July means to us, came at a very high cost, and it will be maintained at a very high cost as well. Teddy Roosevelt said, This country will not be a good place for any of us to live unless we make it a good place for all of us to live in. And there will be a continuation of what's happened in the past, a fighting to protect the freedoms that we have that will continue to guarantee the freedoms that we enjoy. As I talk about the freedoms that we enjoy in this country, I do so with a bit of a heavy heart, knowing that there are incredible atrocities happening even in our own country. The unborn do not have the freedom even to live that so many others enjoy. Biologically, the unborn baby is a living human person, and no medical or biological evidence has ever contradicted that. And in fact, the more we know about fetal development, the more we can see what's going on through ultrasounds, the more we investigate that whole process, we realize that truly, the unborn baby is a living human being, not just tissue, not just a blood clot, as some people would ridiculously say, but it's a living human being. And somehow in our country, we can legally kill over a million babies a year through abortion. I pray that there will come a day when an end is put to that atrocity, and every American, including those unborn babies, can enjoy the freedom that so many have fought for here in this country. It's not just abortion that prevents freedom in this country. There are also many other issues. Both here and abroad, there's poverty. And that is creating terrible conditions for people both here and abroad. As a side note, I have to mention the crosses project. Maybe if you've driven by Chapman Hill, you've seen that there are several thousand crosses on the hill. Well, go to Facebook and type in The Crosses Project. Again, that's The Crosses Project. Again, The Crosses Project. And Gordy Herrick, a dear friend, is leading this project. And he is setting up small white crosses to represent the number of children that die every single day of poverty-related issues, specifically hunger. There are 19,000 children dying worldwide every day of poverty-related issues. I hope that we in America that have so much would use some of our excess to free some of those children from poverty and even death. So check out the Crosses project on Facebook. I would also like to ask you to check out how you could help with the malaria issue. Go to worldvision.org/supernets. That's worldvision.org/supernets. Right now, a gift to World Vision is multiplied four times to provide mosquito nets for people that are dying of malaria all around the world. An incredible way that we can help others experience freedom from that deadly disease. As we talk about freedom, I wanted to ask, what does it mean to be free? We're politically free, but not so much in other areas. And so many different things keep us trapped from all that God has made us to be. And it is easy to let fear, wrong expectations, desires, insecurities, dreams, pride, sin, appetites and desires. It's easy to let all those things stop us from experiencing the freedom that God has for us. That has happened in my life, and I am so frustrated with the years that have gone on and on with freedom being taken in these various ways. God wants us to be free. In fact, In the Bible, he says that he came to set us free. That was part of Jesus's purpose was to set us free and to give us life, both abundant life here on this planet and an eternal life with him in heaven. So I want to encourage you today that even though you're politically free, probably you, like everybody around you, is less than free in other areas of life. And part of the message of Jesus is that you can be free even in those areas as well. You can walk in true freedom, not being held in bondage to any of those things. Jesus wants to free you. The Bible tells us that it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. It also says that where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. I want to take a few minutes to look at a few different issues that keep us in bondage, that keep us from freedom. And I'd like to ask you to, Listen with an open mind and an open heart and to consider these things. And if you feel like you are less than free in these areas, I will close the show with some incredible news about how you can experience freedom in each of these areas. So the first area that I'd like you to think about is, are you free from loneliness? Loneliness is always, in survey after survey, one of the number one things that people struggle with. You've heard it said that people are laughing on the outside but crying on the inside, and that is very true. So many people are dealing with incredible, incredible loneliness. Our society has told us to follow our hearts only to find that the selfishness that entails this has led to more pain and agony than anyone could ever imagine. The abuse that goes on, the selfish using of other people that goes on, all this in the name of pursuing our own hearts, pursuing our own dreams. It has destroyed so much of what makes life abundant and good. And it's left so many desperately lonely. In addition to this, our society has tried to eliminate God from all the different spheres of society, telling us that there is no God, leaving this gaping wide hole in so many people's lives that only God can fill. So are you free from loneliness? If not, Jesus has answers for your loneliness. Additionally, I'd like to ask you, are you free from emotional pain? Sin and selfishness have left us depressed, confused, and emotionally unsatisfied. So many people are dealing with emotional pain that is unparalleled in history. Having been hurt by people for so many years, having seen so many failures in life, especially even now with So much of the economy going the wrong way and people going without jobs and expectations not being met. So many are dealing with incredible emotional pain, not able to find any kind of freedom from that bondage. So look at your life right now. Are you free from emotional pain and from all the pain that goes along with life in modern America? Are you free from addiction? Alcohol, drugs, porn, entertainment, food, whatever else you find yourself addicted to promises escape, but then it prevents that escape. And so many Americans, so many people throughout the world, but especially in our country, are absolutely addicted to all these different types of addictions. And they cannot break free from those addictions, even though they want to. I've talked to students for years that struggle with incredible addictions and desire to break free, but they just can't. They strive and strive and strive and strive on their own to break free from addiction, and it just doesn't happen. And truly, in Jesus Christ, there's freedom from all these different types of addictions, and he desires to give you freedom from those addictions. So if you're struggling with addiction, there is freedom from that addiction and it's found in Jesus Christ I'll tell you more about how you can experience that freedom when we close out the show are you being controlled by circumstances many are living reactive lifestyle simply surviving by reacting to whatever circumstances come this is a reactive type of life That is a life of bondage and not freedom. People are not free to live out the lives God called them to live and created them for, but instead they're living daily in a reactive way according to whatever circumstances come their way. This is not a free way to live life. It's actually disastrous, and it's something that Christ desires to give us freedom from. He desires to give us an abundant life that goes beyond and above our circumstances, that doesn't mean all of our circumstances are going to turn out to be just how we desire. They won't necessarily turn out to be perfect according to our expectations. But no matter our circumstances, we can have a confidence that he's working them for our good. And with that assurance, we can live joyfully no matter what is happening in our lives, free from the control of those circumstances, free from the sadness depression and frustration that accompany unmet expectations. We can be free of that, realizing that Jesus gives us an abundant life that is greater than those circumstances. I guess on that same page, I briefly mentioned expectations. Are you free from expectations or do your expectations control how you live and how you relate to other people? expectations others have for us and expectations we have for ourselves and others keep us from the freedom to pursue our purpose. And those expectations rob us of the joy that God intends to give us in life. Are you free from those expectations? Are you free from fear? Fear of danger, fear of what other people think, fear of inadequacy. We do this project every summer called Crush Fear where we help students deal with their fears and get past their fears and get freedom from a life of fear. Fear keeps so many people in bondage. I am always amazed at the fears that so many people live with day after day after day, unwilling to confront those fears and then living in bondage to them. Well, Jesus desires to give you freedom from fear. And what's incredible is that we see this principle in scripture that we are all created to fear, just like we're all created to worship. We're all created to worship and we're going to worship something. We're either gonna worship God or our careers. We're gonna worship God or our money. We're gonna worship God or our houses. We're gonna worship God or our relationships. We're all created to worship. Similarly, we're all created to fear. And we're either gonna fear God in a healthy, respectful way. And by fearing God, I mean reverencing God, giving Him the awe that he is worthy of, seeing him in his correct place, we're either going to fear God or we're going to fear all the other things that we fear in life. And when we truly fear God, when we get a picture of who he really is and the magnitude of who he is and what he can do for us, that will release us from all other fear. So are you free from fear? Well, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to The God Solution on KDUR, 91.9 and 93.9 FM. And... Durango and KDR.Org online we're talking about freedom this morning I hope you had a wonderful 4th of July this past week and with that in mind we're discussing the issue of freedom we talked a little bit about the national freedom that we enjoy as a country and now I'm talking about personal freedom asking the question are you really free we've discussed several different areas that we each long for freedom in and I've asked whether or not you're free in those areas I'm going to close with a few other areas that are vitally important. So are you free from sin and its consequences? Many long for freedom to do whatever they want, but they don't realize that that is anything but freedom. What if we drove following our heart rather than the rules of the road? What initially may have seemed to be freedom would in reality result in pain and death. See God's laws are there for our own good. Just like the fence around my yard is there for my daughters and my sons good. They can enjoy the freedom to play and have fun in our yard because there is a fence around it. The second they get out of that fence, though, they realize that freedom isn't such a good thing. There are cars driving down the road very fast. G.K. Chesterton said, "...most modern freedom is at root fear. It is not so much that we are too bold to endure rules." It is rather that we are too timid to endure responsibilities. God's rules are there for our good. And when we violate them, we and other people suffer. See, Jesus came to give us freedom. But so often when we do our own thing, we remain in bondage. But he still desires to forgive us and to give us freedom from our sin. So are you free from sin? As we consider that issue... James 1, 14 through 15 in the New Testament tells us that desire is at the root of sin. So I want to ask you, are you free from your own appetites and desires? I heard an incredible illustration this week from Jerry Sutton. And Sutton mentioned a 14th century duke named the Third, who was grossly overweight in his words. His younger brother overtook the kingdom and overthrew him from power, revolted, and took over the kingdom. And he built a prison up around his overweight brother, and he built it in such a way that there was no door and no windows, and the brother would be free to leave at any time if he would just go on a diet and lose weight. Unfortunately, Reinhold III was unwilling to go on a diet and to restrict his appetites. His brother knew this and offered an incredible array of delicious foods on a daily basis, tempting his brother, telling him that if you go on a diet and lose weight, you can come out and have your kingdom back, your wealth back, your crown back, everything back. All you have to do is go on a diet. Reynold III refused to go on a diet. He refused to lose weight, and he refused to walk out and have the freedom that was free to him if he would just Put his appetites in their correct place. He was in bondage to his appetites and he had no freedom. Again, that illustration is an illustration from history that was told by Jerry Sutton that I heard last week. And it's incredibly applicable to today's message on freedom because so many of us are in bondage to our appetites and desires, and that leads to sin and so much other pain. Jesus desires to give you freedom. From those appetites, see sin promises freedom, but shackles us instead, and many think that they're experiencing freedom, but they're rather drowning in a sea of lies. Second peter two nineteen says they promise them freedom while they themselves are slaves of depravity, for a man is a slave to whatever has mastered him. So it all comes down to this: Are you really free? And if you're not, Jesus has the answers. As we conclude the show, I wanted to read a letter from my dad that kind of describes everything that we've been talking about, both the political aspect of freedom and the personal lack of freedom that results from sin. And on both levels, it goes back to the sin issue. My dad, who's one of the greatest writers I've ever read, I wish he would write a lot more, sent me this note about freedom recently, and it deals specifically with our wonderful country. He writes, This once-blessed land, filled with bright promise and hope, beckoning with opportunity, blossoming with expanding prosperity, has in recent times fallen into depressing depths of moral debauchery, growing debt and poverty, fear and loathing and violence. One wonders what could have brought this great and singularly prosperous nation to its knees. Was it the confidence that we Americans could accomplish anything we willed? Echoes from arrogant builders on the plains of Shiner millennia ago. Was it the seducing intoxication of great wealth greedily idolized? Beating, enslaving materialism, endless pleasures, and profane entertainment? Was it our growing worldly wisdom, enlightenment, and dazzling technology, generating smug secularism and self-realization apart from our creator? Or was it that a humble community founded on Judeo-Christian faith desiring to worship God in freedom and trusting him against all odds for its miraculous beginning and eventual greatness has tragically wandered far from his will, expelling his rule and his word from our midst and has now begun to reap his righteous judgment in every area of our society. I suspect that it is all of these and more, and I fear that unless this nation, beginning with the believers in Jesus Christ, Repent of our selfish ways and return to him with humble hearts and stand and declare his saving truth without compromise that what we are experiencing are only the beginning of worse judgments to come. My heart weeps for America. God bless America. America bless God And return to him from whom we have deeply revolted. He concludes with a quote by Thomas Jefferson, Can the liberties of a nation be thought secure when we have removed their only firm basis, a conviction of the people that these liberties are the gift of God? I tremble for my nation when I reflect that God is just and that his justice cannot sleep forever. It's an incredible warning. And again, thank you, Dad, for that awesomely written letter. But it is an incredible warning about the Freedom that we are rejecting in our country and the freedom that we are losing in our country as we turn to our own selfishness and greed over everything that has made us free. Now, as we consider the human desire for freedom and as we realize that we are losing that on a daily basis, both personally and corporately, Jesus, again, like always, has the answers that nobody else has. Jesus puts it this way. He says, and these are his words from scripture, God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life as the father has loved me. So have I loved you come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry, and he who believes in me will never be thirsty. I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't be stumbling through the darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. All who put their trust in me will no longer remain in the darkness. My purpose is to give life in all its fullness. I have called you friends. Anyone who listens to my teaching and obeys me is wise. Anyone who hears my teaching and ignores it is foolish. If any of you wants to be my follower, you must put aside your selfish ambition, shoulder your cross, and follow me. How do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul in the process? Sin is unbelief in me, for out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, slander. These are what make a man unclean. Everyone who sins is a slave of sin. They will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. If you do not believe that I am the one I claim to be, you will indeed die in your sins. If you try to keep your life for yourself, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for me, you will find true life. Those who listen to my message and believe in God who sent me have eternal life. They will never be condemned for their sins, but they have already passed from death into life. Greater love has no one than this, that he lay down his life for his friends." All who love the truth recognize that what I say is true. Everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. Turn from your sins and believe this good news. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Be sure of this, I am with you always. I will never fail you. I will never forsake you. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. No one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. I stand at the door and knock. If you hear me calling and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal as friends. Again, words straight from Jesus' mouth. And as I conclude that, he mentions that if anyone will open the door and let him in, he will come in and have a relationship with them. You can do that today, and that is the beginning of true freedom, and that begins with a relationship with Christ. You can do that simply by coming to him, realizing that he loves you with an infinite, everlasting love. God loves you more than you can ever imagine, and nothing you've ever done has caused him to quit loving you. Similarly, as I discussed a few minutes ago, each of us are sinful and selfish, and our sin separates us from the God who loves us. The Bible tells us that Jesus came, God in human flesh. He lived a perfect life on this planet. He died in our place, a debt that we deserved, and that he paid for all of our sins so that anyone who puts their trust and faith in him could be forgiven, guaranteed an eternity with him in heaven, and a life of abundance here on this planet. If you'd like to begin that relationship of freedom with Christ today, you can do that simply by saying, Jesus, I believe you are who you say you are. I trust you and I put my faith in you. Please come into my life. Please forgive my sins. Please be my Savior and Lord. He says the second you say that from the heart, putting your trust and faith in him, he will come into your life. He'll forgive your sins and he'll guarantee you an abundant life with him on this planet and an eternity with him in heaven. I hope you'll take that step today and I guarantee you that beginning a relationship with him is the greatest step you could ever take towards experiencing true freedom. And I hope you'll begin that this week and experience a lifetime of freedom from here out. Well, as we close, I'd like to invite you to Grace Church this morning. They'll be meeting at 1440 Florida Road at 1045 a.m. Again, that's 1440 Florida Road at 1045 a.m. And if you get a chance to visit them, tell Justin, Bob, and Keith that we say hi. I've loved talking to you about freedom, and I hope that you'll visit eternityimpact.blogspot.com or godsolutionshow.com and leave us a few comments about what you think about the show. Thanks so much for listening. Like I always say, an open mind, honest heart, humble disposition, and diligent search always lead to Jesus, and they also always lead to true freedom. Hope you have a wonderful Sunday. Goodbye.